0: I'm Sangeeta Pillai and this is the Masala Podcast, a Spotify original where we talk about all those things that we're not supposed to talk about as South Asian women. Sex, sexuality, periods, menopause, mental health, nipple hair, shame and many more taboos. It was always I am not good
1: at. I can't do this, I'm incapable of doing anything. What is my value? What's my
0: worth? It's time we heard the voices of real South Asian women, not just those we see in Bollywood or in mainstream Western media. It's time we had a real voice, a loud and proud and strong voice.
1: What I want, you know, like, I actually thought that there was no light at the end of the tunnel. I've got my light today. I'm here today talking about it. That is my light.
0: I've invited some incredible women to join me around my virtual kitchen table and for the world to rise. In this episode of Masala Podcast, I speak with Madhu Kapoor, the founder of M for Menopause. Madhu had a really difficult time navigating the menopause. Despite growing up with a lot of women in her life, no one had talked to her about the menopause, which meant she was totally unprepared. She has now founded M for Menopause, an organisation that encourages open conversations and runs workshops spreading awareness around the menopause. Madhu, can we start by talking a little bit about you and your background Yeah. and why you started M for Menopause?
1: Originally, I was uh, born in Newcastle-upon-Tyne. I have four siblings. Three sisters and one brother. Traditional family. I actually thought we were a modern family, but now realizing about menopause, definitely not. I did work for a government department for 23 years. And um, no more. I actually don't work there anymore now. And um, and I've set up my organization for menopause, basically because my journey through menopause was traumatic. It was a shock to the system. I always thought the world was my oyster. And it certainly wasn't uh, hit me with a vengeance. And I went through this journey alone. I found I didn't have any support at work, even though if I spoke to, I had some good close manager, colleagues, friends that I would speak to. But my actual manager, who I used to relate, who was my manager, she just had no, what would I say, um, compassion about the menopause similar age to me but obviously she may not have gone through it so she wouldn't actually understand. Um, so the reason why I set it up for was basically I did not know what was happening to me and as I said I had no support. I always had a side to me where I wanted to support others and I understand that women can actually suffer alone and I feel that that it's not They shouldn't, I don't understand why they should, because the menopause is to do with our bodies, and that's it. Why should we not hear about
0: it? 50% of this planet is female. That's right. Right. Every single one of us is going to go through this. Yeah. But there is literally not much information out there, even looking on Google before you came over. Yeah. There's so little, there's a few kind of hot flushes, and that's the extent of it. That's right but this is this kind of massive change that's going to happen to every single one of us. It shocks me that we don't talk about this. Now, what
1: you'll find is when you go on the internet, you'll find out what the symptoms are, but that's it. But actually, I think if you hear someone's journey, you can actually relate to it, and that makes a difference. And sometimes, even, okay, you might look at the symptoms and you get shocked at thinking, all right, there's 34 symptoms. 34 symptoms. There's 34 symptoms to the menopause. And I've had 17 of those symptoms. Gosh, mother. And it was like, it was just horrific. And I honestly thought I was a strong character, had a strong personality. um, And I wasn't, it just hit me with a vengeance, as I said. And it affected everything around me. Um, And from what you
0: were saying, every single part of your life, right? Yeah, literally changed.
1: And my personality changed. Wow. And it changed for like, my daughter's not knowing me, my husband not knowing me. I think I was that I became the person that I was when I was in my 20s because when I got married, I sort of went into this daughter in law phase of being who I should be. And I think that side of me, I didn't want to do that, but I did because that's how we've been brought up to actually be in that way. So um, I was a bit, you know, I just went with the flow just thought you know that'll keep everything happy our relationship we had a love marriage all of that we'd been going out with each other for two years you know and I just think that I think because I suppressed a lot of things in my 20 late 20s 30s in terms of who you were yeah and what you wanted in I, your life yeah I didn't I became somebody else that I wasn't and I think I wasn't happy the fact that I did that
0: And I think a lot of us, particularly in the South Asian community, do that because we've been taught that these are the roles we must fill Yeah, as wife and mother and daughter-in-law and whatever. That's right. And they're so kind of deeply ingrained in our psyche that we almost kind of subconsciously, I think, change to become whatever we're taught we must be. And it's It is subconscious. You just ought to, well, for me, I might,
1: you know, I'm not, I say I'm a strong character, but obviously I'm a sensitive character. Um, And... And I think, as you said, subconsciously we just go go into that role, even though no matter how we are, we're, we've been brought up in a Westernised society. So we're in the middle of this, you know, being Eastern as well as Western. And my mum brought me up yet yeah, to be educated and whatever. So you go to university, polytechnic it was then when I went, and and i've i i would say i've brought my girls up that way that i want them to be educated i want them to be strong independent whatever but there's still a side of me that would say to them well oh, i think you need to do this or i think you need to do that you can't cook do you think you should learn to cook that type of thing and yeah. i'm and i'm hearing my mom's words wow, me actually yes. saying that so i'm this modern mother yes but there's some traits in me that's got that traditional side to me but it's, it's not wrong. It's just that I want my daughters to have that Asian culture inside them, a bit of it. But I don't agree with that. The girls be doing everything and that, you know, the man sits and doesn't do anything. Yeah.
0: Why do you think, Madhu, it's important for girls and women of all ages to know about the menopause and the perimenopause? Shall I tell you the different stages of menopause? Yes, please. that would really so that would be a
1: good one. So we've got the pre-menopause, and basically that's where our re- reproductive system works well. Everything's fine. Then you have some women or girls that might go through the early menopause. That's where their periods are fluctuating. So they'll be under 40 years old. And, um, and sometimes they can have a surgical... Um, Operation done, and that actually can bring on the menopause for like an them. Early as well. onset yeah. menopause, yeah. But basically, they'll go through all of, of the symptoms as what a woman in their late forties would actually go through. Early fifties, the perimenopause. It can happen between the age of forty-five to fifty-five, or it might onset earlier. Basically, your periods will stop fluctuating. They could be regular. They could be irregular. You might have them come on a bit more. So um, my periods were, I was always regular, 28-day cycle, Um, never had any issues apart from the PMT issues. And then when my body started changing and my period started to fluctuate, so I would have bleeding twice a month. So one week I would bleed, which would be the periods, but the second bleed would be so heavy. It was a different type of period and that happened for... So that would How happen... How old were you then? Mother? I would have been about 46, 47, when that's... 46, I would say. Um, and and then what would happen for another... Then I would have a two-month gap of not bleeding. Then it would start again. So eventually I went to the gynecologist and everything, and um, he inserted the Marina had the marina inserted, which, which will, is a coil. Which yeah. Is a yeah. Coil, and what that does is it can release a bit of the um, hormone inside you. So, you know, you get fine and it controls the periods and everything. doesn't increase the lining of the womb, all of that. And um, I had that for eight months and it was horrific. I was bleeding for 20 days. My so God. it was my energy levels were low. I was working, everything like that. It just didn't didn't suit me. And I had to have the um, the lining of my uterus burnt. Burnt? Um, yeah. So to make sure that the bleeding sort of reduces. And I had that done. So that did control it. So I was just bleeding, say, maybe it's two days yeah. in a month, which was much better. But basically, perimenopause, what perimenopause is, it's actually um, where you bleed, and then you don't bleed for 12 months in between that time. As soon as you have Stopped bleeding, it means you're menopausal. Right. So that's what perimenopause is. It's the
0: period before the menopause. That's right. Yeah. When your body starts you to change.
1: Yeah. You will have the symptoms of menopause.
0: Right. And what are those symptoms?
1: Oh, well, as I said, there's about 34 symptoms. Yeah. It could be anything. So I would definitely say regular periods. Yeah. Um, you could go through physical changes. So the physical changes would be your mood swings, migraines, sweats. Night sweats, hot flashes. So I used to get night sweats. I used to get hot flashes during the day. That wasn't that bad. But the night ones were horrific. I would literally be um, dripping with sweat. I can't explain it. From my head to my neck, in between, like all whole of my body, I'd be dripping wet. My bed would be wet. So I'd have to get up in the middle of the night, change the bedding and whatever. Then after that, I'd be suffering with insomnia because I'd be awake Um, so you'd have insomnia, you could have itchy skin, completely dry skin, blotches on your face. Then I started to get tingling on my skin. It's such an awful feeling of, it's like little ants crawling all over you. So it might be on your arms or on your neck, on your face. And that's all to do with the fluctuation of hormones. So those are some of the physical symptoms that you could go to. The emotional symptoms was um would be the depression, the anxiety, the tears, the irritability, all of that would actually increase, but that's not for everyone. Everyone would probably have a different experience, yes. um, you know
0: some people do sail through it, but I think the important thing is to know that this happens, yeah. And that is sort of the roundabout age when this happens. That's right. Because when we know, we know that, oh, maybe that's what's happening to me rather than thinking, oh, my God, why am I behaving this way or why am I feeling these physical sensations? That's
1: right. But one thing I would say is that sometimes you might be going through the changes, but it may not be the menopause. So I definitely would tell a person to go to see their GP because it could be something else. So definitely, so what used to happen to with the small changes that I first initially had, this was before I was, my periods were fluctuating. Because I think that is the main sign for any woman. If your periods are fluctuating, that could be the start of your yeah. perimenopause stage. But prior to that, you could have some small changes. So it's like um, my nails, I used to have, I never used to look after my skin. I never used to look mm. after my nails, but my na- I had good skin. I had, my nails were fine. I never used to do regular manicures or anything like that, but I would if I was going out somewhere, anything like that. But now it's, I try to look after my nails because my nails are, they're like razors because they split mm. from the nail bed and wow. and they're just so soft and brittle and whatever. So it was changes that that yeah. that I started to change, went to the GP, but never got, a clear answer that this could be the start of you going through the menopause but you know don't just assume you're going through the menopause stage I would actually say if you're noticing any changes go to your GP I'm not a medical professional I'm just a woman who's gone through what I have gone through and I just feel that there's no support out there and it's really important for everyone you know to have an understanding about menopause
0: The female body was a mystery to me when I was growing up. When I reached puberty, my mother handed me a sanitary towel and told me to prepare for something difficult. When I did get my first period, she showed me how to use the towel and then told me that I was now a woman. I had no idea what that actually meant. It was years later that I connected the dots between how getting my periods meant that I could get pregnant. But it wasn't just the period, everything about the female body was secret, shrouded in a cloak of shame and silence, as if by even discussing a female bodily function, we were committing a massive social pas. I think um, something that struck me when we spoke earlier was that you went through this really traumatic change big change in your sort of mindset your body your life every which way yeah and then there was a point you came to where I think it was a conversation with your daughters that's right uh do you want to tell me about that
1: yeah so my elder daughter so um when I left work I would sit on the sofa I would just sit on the sofa watch tv but have so many negative thoughts in my mind and I couldn't get them I couldn't get rid of them So there was something that was blocking my brain. It was like this large brick inside that I needed to chisel Mm. very slowly for me to change. So I'd go, once I went to the GP and I literally broke down and cried, saying that I need help. So I got referred to see a counsellor now. So from when I got to see the counsellor, having gone to the GP to see the counsellor, which is through NHS, which I think we're lucky to actually have in where we live in the UK, and there is that support there because of mental health and everything. Um, But it took me 12 weeks to get an appointment. I don't know how I survived those 12 weeks, but I did. Um, I think I was just surviving, as in going through the day, doing the basic chores that I could do. Yeah. Um, So I ended up seeing a counsellor, but only got six sessions. The six sessions weren't enough for me. Um, And because, um, so what happened was... um, I ended up seeing a counsellor, then I ended up seeing a counselor privately and I only finished with that counsellor last year in June. So, so it, how long did you have eighteen counseling? months. Right. You know, it was slow it was a really slow process. So in between having gone even though I was seeing a counselor, I still wasn't in a good place. It's obviously a very slow process that's going to help you to change. Um and then one day Alicia, my eldest daughter, she literally she just I think saw me, one. it was one evening, I think we were, it was just me and her. And she literally said to me, she goes, "Um, mom, she goes, you wake up sad and you go to bed sad. And I actually thought I was putting on a brave face, but obviously my expressions were showing something else to what I was, how I was actually talking or anything like that. Um, And that was my, because I wanted to always be that strong person for my girls. Um, that gave me that initial push of actually, I need to really get in in a. I need to be in a good place, um, um, and that was my push where it sort of turned. But still, I'm not saying it was like easy sailing through. It took me a good over twelve uh twelve months to actually get in a good place. And what are the steps you took? The steps I took. It was actually seeing a counselor. Yeah. It was so from that was seeing, the biggest one. That was a biggest one. And then actually telling my sister that I was seeing a counsellor, asking questions about my dad, so it was, there was a lot there to do with my, probably me losing my dad at a young age, things about my mum that I felt she was a widow in the 70s, um, you know, how did she cope with life, how did she cope with menopause, I don't even know if she even went through it, even my sisters don't know.
0: That's how hidden it is in yeah. our communities, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and it was
1: the seventies. This Asian woman by herself had um, one daughter was married. The other daughter got married afterwards, and there was three other siblings, You know, three children she had. You know, how did she cope? And so it was all of this in my mind, and then it was to do with my my relationship with my husband. It was suppressed a lot. Um, so it's so what I did was basically from getting. So the counsellor actually just gets you to think um, and they get you to think in the moment. So all the negative thoughts that I had, it was obviously linked to the past. And then it was, um, my negative thoughts were, I can't do this, I'm not good at this, I'm not good at that. It was always, I am not good at, I can't do this, I'm incapable of doing anything. What is my value? What's my worth? My elder daughter, my youngest daughter then started university and you've heard of the emptiness syndrome? Yes, I have. Oh, my God. My elder one lived at home, but when my youngest one left, I just broke down. So when I left work, which was in March 2016, my younger daughter was doing in the final year of her A-level, so I spent the last six months with her. But when we dropped her off um, and I came back home, I just sat in her room and I just... So it was my friend who rang me up and she said, oh, how am I? Just hit, And if someone says that to me, and I'm in that state anyway, I literally just broke down. I could not stop crying and in that. And I got worse after that once she had left. Didn't realize that that was going to affect me really badly. Um, so with the counselor, it was talking through each stage, each step about the moment. Even though we might have spoken about the past, but she goes, live in the present, live in the present as to see what you have, what you've got. I started to write a journal. I started to try and get a routine and change small steps. So I'm a perfectionist. I won't start anything until I've got it to 100%. So the counsellor would say to me, even if you get 80% of it, you'll still learn and you'll still improve on that 20% that you can do. You need to do that. And it's taken me a long time to get from what I was to where I am today. I still have days where I do feel low, that I'm in I can't do this and I can't do that but that's just something that I have to learn to deal with and cope with but know that another day I'll be fine Um, so I would say it's all small steps keeping a journal of what you actually have around you it could be the basic things a roof over your head your children um, your family you know hot water it's just the basics initially Um, and it, it actually did Change my mind um, set, but very, very slowly. that's what I actually did. went to the gym. The gym actually makes a vast difference for your um endorphins yes. it It literally does make you feel different, yes completely. and then if you're gaining weight and stuff like that, it actually helps just as much Yes um, it makes you feel better in yourself
0: yeah, also makes you stronger because don't we? from what I remember reading. You lose muscle function, don't you? Yeah, like your joints your and aches, yes, aches exactly. and
1: pains. Oh my god! So, there was a stage where um, <laughs> I laugh at this now, but um, basically getting off the sofa—it's like a three-step stage of getting off the sofa from me. So I couldn't just stand up like that. It would sort of put my hands on the on the arms, move a bit forward. Sorry, move a bit forward. And then stand up. So it was like this three-stage just to get up, having sat in the sofa. Driving a car, my knees would hurt if I'd been driving for like half an hour or so. Um, my wrists would hurt a lot. My neck would be strained. And um, what I found was by going to the gym, actually get, making sure that the flexibility was there. Yeah. And you have to increase the mass around your joints and everything. So you're right. It is your, your muscles do change. Yeah. And um, it is important to have that flexibi- flexibility.
0: So not only then are you pumping in endorphins, which are making you feel better when oh. you might be depressed, but also physically, it's really important, isn't it?
1: Oh, very. I did, honestly did. You know what? I always. So in my twenties, I thought it was all a farce. Actually, honestly, I thought yoga, all of this, was a farce. But actually, it's not because it makes such a difference to your mind to calm you down. You learn techniques it makes such a difference to you yourselves
0: and actually how you would actually come across yeah. to the family. Just from speaking to you, you know, so while the perimenopause and the menopause are incredibly difficult as yeah. women, I think, to sort of a, understand what is happening in our bodies then taking all of these steps that you've taken to yeah. kind of deal with the change. Yeah. But it also feels like it forces you to make some changes like what you said to me about your husband and your relationship and what it was before and then these this happened and you were speaking up and your yeah. voice was stronger yeah so it almost feels like it changes everything but also is a positive force it can That's be That's right no yeah it can't not all oh my god it's all doom and gloom no, and everything's so awful it's
1: definitely, so what i want what you know like i actually thought that there was no light at the end of the tunnel i've got my light today i'm here today talking about it that is my light um and I honestly, when I left work, I was in such a dark place. I felt v- worthless. I was invisible. No one loved me. It was always about me, 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 in the sense of how I felt. And, um, and actually, when I thought about it, I actually um, thought about how my family got affected. So with me being affected, it affects, it's not just affects So the woman in the house, but it affects the whole house in the house it affects the logistics one thing I do want to say is is that because you change your family have to accept that change and that it's not going to stay the same the routine's not going to stay the same the routine may change and that's really important for your family to realize that so for example it's like you know your husband comes from work tea you know evening meals ready that type of thing there'd be days where I couldn't You know, they'd have to work around me and that's how the household sort of changed. But I'm fortunate because my family accepted it. For everyone, I would say do not suffer in silence. That is, you will be able to get support out there, um, you know, and I'm hoping that my website, my Instagram, they can contact me and I'll give women support like that. I just don't want people to think that they're alone. I did initially think that I was alone alone. And I think I was, but what I've realized is, you know, we have celebrity talking and everything, but they're celebrities; they've got all the support that they can get. You know, I'm just a normal housewife um, setting up my own business, set up my business now, and um, and it's—I'm not doing it to get out in the limelight. I'm doing it because I want to help other women because I know that I was at one stage at the stage that I was at, dark, gloomy to actually at a different stage now, and there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Feeling alone. That's what happens when something isn't talked about. Instead of the menopause being a universal experience that happens to half of the world's population, it remains something that we don't discuss in South Asian culture. What does it mean when something is taboo? When we don't voice how that experience affects us? What happens to the feelings that arise? Where do the emotions go? I've always thought of our South Asian culture as a communal culture. One of common experiences, of caring, of sharing. Isn't it a shame that we can't share with each other an experience that's as crucial as the menopause. So can you tell us about your um, organization M for Menopause? I
1: set up a website and the website is basically giving you the information so it'll have it's got my story. There's a lot of women out there that may not have support from their families because they may not understand it. I believe that it's important that everyone, actually has support it's not just the woman it's the families to get to understand about it Um, so I'm working with two gynecologists who are supporting me who will come to some workshops or some events that I actually hold and they'll be talking about the menopause from the medical side because I'm not a medical professional I want to help all women I want to help employers to actually understand about you know, making menopause an everyday conversation at work. It's really important Um, to change people's mindsets. That's really important to um, help and support everyone. Really, it's not just women. It's actually everyone. But I want women to realize that actually there is that, you know, you can be in a good place with the menopause periods have stopped great thank god honestly it is a good thing (laughs) it's just that you might put on a bit of weight but you can do something about that it might just take you a bit longer to actually you know shed it or you know you may not but as long as your mental health your emotions are fine that is what is actually really important i would say that it's not just for women that are in their 40s to understand about menopause i would it's actually for people that are younger know your body Know who you are. If you've got issues, deal with them now because then you might be stronger when your hormones start changing. Yeah. <laughs> and accept the change of life as well, which is really—it was really difficult for me. Yeah. It took me a good two years to accept
0: that. But actually, I'm—I'm I'm happy with that. Talk about it, which we don't. Yeah. Understand what is about to happen to all our bodies. Yeah. Anybody that's you know born with a female body. Yeah. Will go through this. Um accept what is coming that's right make changes yeah whether that's you know for your mental health or physical or exercise or whatever that yeah. might be yeah that's the, that's, that's
1: definitely definite yeah and like? there's so many apps out there now like say calm headspace yes that you can yeah. actually work with that would help you you can even go on the internet with the yoga side of things with um even exercising if you want to do it at home you know you don't have to go to the gym to do it the only reason I went to the gym to do that is to get me out of the house because I wasn't going out of the Mm. house I didn't want to meet anyone I would meet my friends but they did not know what I was actually going through I would spoke about things to them yeah Yeah. so the only time they realized is when I actually did a workshop which was in 2018 that was that's when my confidence I didn't have my confidence was at, not at low. It was in a bit of a better place. But I was thinking, "Oh my God, who was going to come and listen to my story?" But I had a full house. I had about thirty women there that came, and I was shocked to hear that they were going through similar things.
0: But no one had spoken.
1: No, before. no. So it made me really happy that day. And then I had my daughter speak about what she saw, how she saw her mum change, and what she was thinking as a child. You know, which makes a difference for a mother, another, you know, the audience to see actually, yeah. to think about the other perspective and what they might be seeing, yeah. and not to suffer in silence to actually talk about it. And the only reason I've realized about how difficult it, you know, how, how you should actually um, face things when you're young, rather than ignore it is because I've been writing the book, mm. um, which should be out shortly in a few months' time. And that's made me realise what I've actually gone through and how important it is for everyone to make sure that they look after themselves. You're not being selfish. You actually need time to yourself because you put everybody else first and, um, and you ignore what you're actually going through, thinking you're going to survive and you're going to get out of it. You might see women going through the hot flush, but you know there could be a lot more to that hot flush.
0: Yeah.
1: It's not just that there's a lot more mentally, emotionally, physically, you know, um, it makes a difference.
0: Thank you so much, Madhu, for talking to us about kind of quite deeply personal things um, and about your own journey and what we should all expect. I'd love for you to read that poem you told me about when you sat (laughs) down. (laughs) So Madhu's written a poem about the menopause.
1: Okay, so put my glasses on. Right, so... I'm going to start. This is my menopause. The change of life is slowly approaching. I have no idea what is awaiting. Why did no one give me some coaching? As I look for support, support, I feel I've been cut short. Goodbye, my hormones. I wish you would postpone. As I am going into the unknown, the body changing. It's not that simple. I have started to lose my dimple. Feeling so lonely. It's oh so gloomy, how I have lost my boogie, just remember it's not all phony, menopause is real and not baloney, for those who know me, please don't disown me, 34 symptoms do belong, oh my, I'm not strong, please don't come along, the sleepless nights, the sweats are high, oh how, I have lost my spice, wide awake at 3 in the morning, now it's 7 and I'm yawning. What is happening as I weep? Work awaits, oh how I want to sleep. Those meetings are waiting feel so steep, but hey ho, life's no treat. Menopause has been a hurdle, sorry I was about to curdle. The aches and pains, the foggy brain, my confidence strains, where are my aims? Physical symptoms, emotional strains, my mind and body have lost the way. I have tried coming back but but went astray. My mind is dark, my body not the same. I had no fight that remained. The clouds around me were dark and grim. Loneliness had kicked in. An optimist I am no more. Pessimist agrees with me more. Drastically seeking and searching for answers as my mind still dances and prances. Hey professionals, I want to be fixed. Provide me with clear answers and not mixed. To those women who may suffer, you may find some who are bluffers, some who do not suffer, some who seem tougher, while some who just take cover. Don't fall into the bait, menopause can be great, not having those monthly traits, wow those holidays await. Don't just survive as menopause arrives, menopause is yours, embrace and thrive.
0: Wow, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. That's really Thank lovely. You. It's very human. Yeah. And, you know, it, it helps us kind of really understand, I think, that... Thank you. I'm not about. really a poet. You did not know it. <laughs> that rhymed. <Thank> you. <laughs> if you've been affected by anything we've talked about in this episode please head to the show notes where I've listed some information about organizations which can offer help and support. I'm Sangeeta Pillai. Thank you for listening to the Masala Podcast, a Spotify original. Masala Podcast is part of my platform, Soul Sutras. What's that all about? Soul Sutras is a network for South Asian women, a safe space to tell our stories. A place to reclaim our bodies, to tackle taboos within our culture, to be exactly who we want to be. Get in touch and tell me your stories about your taboos. Check out my website, soulsutras.co.uk, or get in touch via email at soulsutras.co.uk. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, just look for Soul Sutras. The Masala podcast was created by me, Sangeeta Pillai, produced by Hannah Walker-Brown, opening music by Sunny Robertson,